welcome to this Impossible Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisbeth Koning. In this podcast, I give my musings on mindset strategies to harness the power of I am to create possibilities. Hi, friends. Today, I want to talk about looking out for the littles in our life. So this episode is specifically for parents, but not only that, really anyone who has little people in their life, uh, whether you're a teacher or an aunt, or maybe you're if a neighbor, um, whatever it is, we need to look out for them. Because I think there's a lot of talk about how hard this is um, in general, and a focus for adults, like what you can do to handle a pandemic. Um but they feel our stress. Whether we're working with them in a professional matter or at home, they're going to feel it and it's going to affect them. No matter how many times they tell you they're fine, it does. So today I wanted to talk about some tips to to do just that, to make sure we're taking care of them because they're not socializing like they used to. Life is different. And for them, this is a huger percentage of their life than it is for us. So it might feel even more overwhelmingly like the world has just changed to this. You might be seeing regressions. They might be more clingy. I know when my um, when my kids are reaching a new age, you I talk about, oh, you're older, there's more responsibility, right? But I didn't really think about having that added on to this regular stress. So some of the things that we're used to saying to kids, we maybe need to check ourselves. And it's just a lot of uncertainty. So my first tip, my number one tip is just communication. (laughs) We need to make space, make space for them. Have one-on-one time, maybe go for a walk or Or do some sort of safe outing together where it's just you and one of them. Especially if you have multiple children. I know that through this pandemic, I have found that that has been really, really important. Um, Bedtime is another time to have good space, one-on-one time. And what I like to do is just ask questions. And it can start simple and help them to you know feel comfortable and open up and then move into more detail and just keep asking questions get curious like don't just stop after they say oh I'm good or I'm fine keep digging a little bit further and one thing that I like to do when I'm having these talks is to model and be like well I was just wondering because I know for me and then kind of talk about in an appropriate way how stress is just a little higher how everything is just a little harder, grocery shopping, um, work, like everything. So when everything is a little bit harder, our stress level is just higher and it can affect us. And having that space, even if they don't open up to you the first time, just keep making that space. Because even just having that time with you and that attention on you will make a difference. My second tip is to model self-care. They have to see you taking care of you. It's so important. They have to see that you're making space for movement, right? 
whether it's a home workout or a run outside or even just a, a walk, um, yoga, that you're moving every day, that maybe maybe you journal. I know I have affirmation cards that I pull every day and whenever my daughter's around when I do that, she asks if she can pull an affirmation card herself. Um, I, I model meditation. I model... Uh, making sure that I'm eating healthy and drinking enough water. Uh, just talk about how it makes my body feel when I do those things so that they can see the importance of it. And then I teach them self-care in an age-appropriate manner. So doing some of that movement as a family. So while I know it's important that you do your own, right, have your own time, you also can add in some more, maybe go on a family bike ride or a hike, or if you're in the snow, go play in the snow, go sledding. Oh, I wish I could do those things. Build a snow person. <laughs> All of that movement is so good for everyone in the family. Fresh air, vitamin D from the sunshine, and movement. And the, don't forget the healing power of nature. It is so healing. There's scientific studies. I was listening to an audiobook called The Three Day Effect, where they used science to prove the healing effect of nature and bringing down stress levels. So get outside, even if it's cold, as much as you can. Around here, sometimes it rains, and we'll go for a rain walk. <laughs> uh, another thing that you can teach them is mindfulness and meditation. And this can happen in so many ways. You can do mindful eating together. You, I know I, I bought some cards from Little Renegades and they are kind of like affirmation cards, but it's there's a little animal on each and there's an activity that models something that animal might do. Like if it's an owl, maybe spreading their arms like their wings. But So it's cute and kids get into it, but they're being mindful. They're in a meditative state as they do these things. It focuses on breath, things like that. Um, also, I know I noticed that I have the Chopra Center app. I have the membership, and I saw that they added kids' meditations. So, so I've started doing that with my kids at night. When we're going to bed, we'll do a meditation together. Um, YouTube has a lot of things that for this. But really, it's just teaching them about mindfulness and meditation and the positive effects it has on your life. And we all need a little bit more mindfulness and meditation right now. My fourth tip is fostering connection. So in this time of required social isolation, we have to get a little creative. So maybe you set up Zoom calls with extended family. I know we did this the other day and it was so fun and we didn't have much planned out but it turned out that one of my daughters had a magazine that had a funny little quiz in it and so every single member of the family got quizzed by her to find out which animal they were most like <laughs> and it just we joked and we laughed and it was that social interaction with the people that they're not necessarily able to be in the same home with right now but we can still get together on Zoom. And while it's not the same, it's still something. Or setting up Zoom play dates with a friend of theirs. Or maybe you can go for a hike outside so that you're still six feet and you're outside. The science has shown that that's safe if people are wearing masks. So we do have to make sure that we're being intentional about making sure that they have social connection because they have so much 
less than they normally do. And it's such an important time to be building those social skills. Hi friends, I just wanted to take a break from the episode to let you know that if you need help with building good self-care habits, I invite you to talk to me about my next challenge group. I will set you up with home workouts and incredible nutrition programs and a community to support you. And if you need help with shifting your mindset, you can reach out to find out about my mindset coaching services. You don't have to do this alone. In fact, I know in my case, I found that it's best if you don't. Getting outside help can open your mind to things that you don't see on your own. All right, back to the episode. All right, my fifth tip is teaching them um, mindset strategies. So this is a little bit different than mindfulness and meditation. A lot of the things that I have talked about in previous episodes can be taught to a certain extent to kids as well. So a big message that I try to get across is that everything is temporary, whether it's good or it's bad. And that is all the more reason to stay present with it. So if it's a bad thing, um, yes, it's hard, but also it won't last forever. And if we know that, we can get through it easier. And then I also kind of talk about some of the things in the past that have happened that I thought were bad and turned out to actually help me a lot. And like I grew from it. And so getting them to realize that even when things seem hard in the moment, there's actually good that can come out of them and and getting them to start to have that mindset. Gratitude. Definitely, definitely, definitely practice gratitude with your kids. Maybe you have um, a gratitude jar where everybody writes in, puts it in, and then on a, maybe on a hard day you can pull them out and read them. Or maybe you have a gratitude journal as a family. Maybe you sit down at dinner and everyone says something they're grateful for. Um, there are so many studies that show that the more we practice gratitude, the more we will see gra- like things to be grateful for. The more grateful you are, the more things you have to be grateful for. It, it really does come that way. Um, I have also taught my kids the three-step process. So if you haven't heard this in one of my previous episodes, basically it is when you're dealing with maybe anxiety or a hard, a difficult feeling. And the first step is to recognize and name. There it is. That's not me. That's a program. Maybe it's sadness. Maybe it's anger, jealousy, anxiety, whatever it is, you if you can, you name what it is. Sometimes it's just blah, right? We don't even know what it is. So that's also naming it. <laughs> and to ask them where they're feeling it most in their body. And so that's the first step. And then the second step is a little bit harder because you just have to feel it. And I think this is such an important part to like let them know that even bad feelings, like it's okay to let them be with us just for a bit, feel them. So if it's sadness and it's in your chest, just really just feel it. So that second step is to feel the feeling. And then the third step is to release it. But when you release it, you say, thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And the reason we do that is because oftentimes these feelings or um, like anxiety, it's there to protect us. And so it's there out of love, but what we're recognizing is that it's not serving us. And so we're going to release it. 
And this really just helps kids see that feelings are not us. So I'm not sad. I'm feeling sad. I'm not angry. I'm feeling angry. And feelings are temporary. They will come through us. We can feel them and then we can release them. I know I really wish I had been taught this earlier on because I had a tendency to just push away any bad feelings because I was a happy person. I put that in air quotes, which you couldn't see since this is a podcast, but I'm guessing some of you feel me on that one. It was not healthy and it came back at me pretty hardcore later in life. So now I have learned that it is okay to have bad feelings, but they are also not who I am. They are just something I'm experiencing in that moment. And then the other thing I like to teach um, kids is a self-compassion moment. Such a powerful tool. I know I have mentioned it in many of my previous episodes, but what you do is you take your hand and you put it on your heart. Skin to skin is best because it releases hormones just having that skin to skin. You take a deep breath, which also stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. And then you say something like, this is hard. I can do hard things. And I've used this with my kids in a moment of high stress or high, you know, high feelings. And you can just see the calm wash over them. It's, it's magical. And I know I use it often. So when you're in that moment and it's just really hard, you just say, this is hard. I can do hard things. And with a self-compassion moment, you don't have to say those words. You can say whatever it is that you need to hear in that moment. It's just showing yourself love. It's being that best friend for yourself. So what better tool to give our kids than how they can comfort themselves? Hi, friend. I wanted to take a break from the episode to tell you about a new course I launched called The Mindset Makeover. Are you struggling with your mindset? Are you finding yourself self-sabotaging? Do you struggle with manifesting the life that you want for yourself? I built this course for people who recognize that they are getting in their own way. I talk about limiting beliefs and how to replace them, as well as simple daily practices that you can do to better your mindset. We also dive into self-compassion, mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, and habit hacks. And it's built with busy people in mind. Each section is made of short videos and worksheets that you can do at your own pace. You can learn more about it by clicking on the link in my Instagram bio. All right, back to the episode. My final tip is to educate because knowledge is power. We don't want to stay naive. And there are so many amazing kids science podcasts out there. So some of our favorites are Brains On and, oh, I should have written this down. What else do we listen to? Maybe I'll put it in the show notes later if I think of it. Um, But basically, all of the science podcasts that we've listened to have had at least one episode on the COVID-19 pandemic, talking about, um, you know, how it spreads, talking about how the virus, how viruses work, talking about vaccines and how they work and just really educating. And things can be less scary when we have someone explaining to them, them to us. There's also those same, that same podcast has episodes on feelings and how to deal with stress. So there are great kid oriented podcasts out there that will educate. And the more we know, the more the more calming it is because 
we we can just have that peace of mind of because when you don't know something our brains are very creative right so we can make something a lot scarier than it is so the more that we can help educate our the littles in our life the better now i know i was talking about younger ages but i'm a teacher of middle school age students and i definitely teach a lot of these techniques to them and I talk with them. You can just have a higher level of conversation because they're a little bit further on in their development of their prefrontal cortex. So whatever age your kid is, definitely, especially if middle schoolers, I, I'm going to say with online schooling and Zoom calls and being away from their friends at this time when being together is so important their mental health is suffering. And even if they pretend like they don't need you to check in on them, they do need you to check in on them. I'm just going to tell you that. And if they're really pushing back on you, maybe check in with your sister or your brother, see if an aunt or uncle will be able to get their way in, but don't give up. Don't give up on them. Keep checking in. Keep showing that you love them. Keep leaving the space for them in all different ways. All right, friends, that is what I have for you today. I hope that you found something in there that you're going to take away with you and apply to your life. If you did, I'd love if you take a screenshot of the episode, share it on social media and tag me. I would love to connect with you. Also, if wherever you're listening to this, you could leave a review so that more people can find the podcast. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I invite you to do so and Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with me. I truly appreciate it. And until next time.